Tennessee Titans starting right tackle Nicholas Petit-Ferrer suspended six games for a gambling violation. What's next for the Tennessee Titans at right tackle? We're going to talk about it on an emergency edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to an emergency edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. And unfortunately, it is not for a great reason. Tennessee Titans starting right tackle Nicholas Petit-Ferrer was suspended for six games for a gambling violation. According to some information that's out there, some reports right now, it wasn't that Nicholas Petit-Ferrer bet on football, which could have resulted in a longer suspension, but he did gamble on other things on team premises, which is a six-game suspension, as the NFL has decided here in recent years. So we've seen other suspensions around the league. It's unfortunate that the Tennessee Titans now have one at their doorstep, but at the end of the day, it is part of the situation in the NFL right now. The Titans aren't alone, but the real question for the Titans becomes, what comes next? What do they do with the starting right tackle position going forward, at least for the first six games? of the year. Well, I'm going to dive into some options that they have, what they can do here. Before I do, I want to thank you guys for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year round on all apps, always for free. Make sure you get subscribed, stay subscribed as your team every day here on the Locked on Titans podcast. And this is going to be an emergency episode. I'm going to go about 10 to 12 minutes here, breaking down the situation. I have some episodes ready to come out throughout the week, as a lot of you guys know. Been a tough week for me. Uh, not going to dive into all the reasons why, but uh, just uh, if you could, any positive thoughts for me, my fiance, things like that, I would appreciate it. And a lot of you guys have sent those. And I uh, said earlier this week how much I do appreciate that. But because I have some episodes ready to roll out, going to try to keep this one pared down, just an emergency reaction to the news. But my episode that comes out later on tonight, on Thursday night, is going to talk about the interior offensive line. And I mentioned the offensive tackle spot as part of that conversation. And something that I mentioned, it's crazy. I talked about it on Wednesday night on YouTube on Thursday morning for you guys about how the Titans are one thing away. Just whatever it may be, injuries, this, that things happen. One thing away from having a major issue with offensive tackle on their hands. And literally less than 24 hours, we're here talking about this. So, when I talk about the interior offensive line, you're going to hear me reference the tackle spot and what the Titans may have to do. I'm much more comfortable in the interior offensive line than I am the offensive tackle spot. So that may actually help the Titans if they want to keep this in-house. But just wanted to explain that. So when you guys listen later tonight, you're not like, wait a minute, does he not know? I do know. Just wanted to put this out before. But uh, anyways, looking at who the Titans can go to now at right tackle. The obvious answer here is Peter Skaronsky. Andre Dillard has not been good on the right side. The times that he played on the right side in Philadelphia did not go well. I think he's a left side player. And while some people contend that offensive linemen can play either side and it shouldn't be that hard, I don't agree with that. I think people are more comfortable in certain spots. Some guys, they can flip around and do whatever they want. 
Some people are comfortable with that. But I think there are some people that need to play on one side because they're more comfortable there. And I think Dillard is a left-side player. Like I think Nicholas Petit-Ferrer is a right-side player. And I've been saying that since he was drafted. But anyways, I think Dillard needs to stay on the left side. And I think Skaronsky would be the obvious option to kick out to play offensive tackle. I think out of all the people that the Titans could get right now on their roster in free agency, I think the best tackle out of all those guys is Peter Skaronsky. But then, what happens with the left guard position? That's the question. And here's the thing. I think the Titans have better options, again, on the interior than they do backups at offensive tackle. On the interior, they have a guy like Jamarco Jones who didn't play last year due to injury, but he's still with the team. Doesn't look like they're going to cut him. They're going to let him come in and compete. And last year, he was supposed to be battling with Aaron Brewer for the starting left guard position. That battle ended pretty quickly, but... Now, with it open again, maybe Jamarco Jones can slide in there. Also, you got to think about Corey Levin. Corey Levin has had some good moments for the Titans. I'm going to talk about him on the interior offensive line um, episode later tonight. And Aaron, Aaron Brewer should stick at center. You could put Corey Levin at guard. Of course, they could flip it around, let Aaron Brewer play left guard, let Corey Levin play center. That terrifies me because... Aaron Burr just is not good enough to play left guard. He's not big enough, but that may be what they decided. They were comfortable letting Aaron Brewer start at left guard all last year. So, and when Ben Jones was out, Aaron Brewer stayed and Corey Levin played center. So maybe they feel more comfortable with Corey Levin at center. So I would say either Aaron Brewer, Corey Levin, or Jamarco Jones, who would be my favorite, are the in-house options for the Titans and, and people that they could look at now. You want to get into the deeper depth chart at offensive tackle, maybe some free agent options that could make sense for the Titans. We're going to dive into those. Before we do, though, do want to let you guys know that today's bonus episode is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sports book, and it's the best place to bet Major League Baseball this summer. And right now, if you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up, you can get up to $200 in bonus bets back they're going to give you 10% or 10 times your first bet in bonus bets. Again, up to $200 back if you sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. So don't miss this opportunity to get up to $200 in bonus bets back. Again, FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, an official partner of Major League Baseball. fans we are going to cap off this emergency edition of the locked on titans podcast again there's going to be an episode coming out later tonight on thursday night on youtube you guys will get it on friday morning for the podcast crowd it's going to be diving into the interior offensive line group i recorded that before the nicholas petit ferrer news broke still want to put it out so that you guys have it but wanted to make it up to you with an emergency drop here to talk about this situation since we literally just talked about the thin ice that the titans were on at offensive tackle Yesterday, we talked about the obvious answers here. Kicking Peter Skaronsky out to right tackle, using uh, Jamarco Jones at left guard, maybe moving Aaron Brewer to left guard again and letting Corey Levin play center, maybe Corey Levin at left guard. Those are the obvious answers for the Titans. But you want to go a little bit deeper into the tank here of what the Titans could do. Number one, you look at the other offensive tackles that are on the depth chart right now. Uh, 
undrafted free agent rookie uh, John Ajuku from Boise State. Uh, Jalen Duncan, the six-round draft pick, who I wasn't a big fan of the pick there. Duncan is a major project with a ton of athletic gifts, a ton of gifts physically, but some people question the work ethic. Some people question the finish out on the field, things like that. So is he ready to play year one? I don't think he was drafted with any thought that he would play year one or even any certainty that he would make the roster. So now you're sliding him into a, a starting position. I think that's pretty dangerous to, to rely on that. Again, Dylan Raiden's probably going to start on PUP. He's not going to be an option for the Titans to start. And my God, he couldn't start over Dennis Daly last year because Mike Vrabel just seems to not like him. So I doubt the Titans would put him in at right tackle if he was healthy either, just how Mike Vrabel treats the kid. Uh, Andrew uh, Ripsich, uh, the undrafted free agent from last year from low-level college football. John LeGlue who was brought over to the Titans. I mean, those are the options on the roster. And honestly, maybe one of these guys shows up, but Jalen Duncan is a long shot, in my opinion. He's the only realistic option out of those names. So I think kicking Skaronsky at the right tackle makes a lot more sense. But I think more realistically than anything else, the Titans have to go out here and sign a veteran in free agency. And we've been talking about a few names Throughout this week, my everydayers will know that. Let me know if you're an everydayer down in the comments. Appreciate you guys. Uh, also, throw a thumbs up on the video if you're watching right now. It really helps out the channel. The show's free. I'll ask for in return is the press of a button. But George Fant, number one, comes to mind. I mean, th that's been somebody that I've been talking about for the last couple of weeks that would make sense for the Titans. Fant has a ton of starting experience. Uh, obviously, he's an older guy. I believe he's about 30 years old. Uh, at this time, yeah, 30 years old. He'll be uh, 31 here soon, though, in July. But the guy's played 83 games in his career. He started 60 games. In 2021, he started 15 games. He started 14 games in 2020, both of those years for the Jets. He had a pretty good year in those years as well. He had some, some really solid performances. Now, it was up and down. I'm not going to say that he was one of the best tackles. And if he was, he would, he would have a job right now. But... I, I remember, too, I said this earlier this week. I put out a tweet one time, or whether it was me, somebody else, it was Titans-related, and George Fant liked it. So I clearly think that he has some interest with playing with the team, thought he might be a fit there. Uh, he started seven games last year for the Jets, so it's not like he was completely out all year long. He had some injuries, but I think that George Fant is clearly the best option for the Titans in free agency. I think he would make a ton of sense as well. So I really hope that that's what the Titans do there. You could look at other options. I mean, Dennis Kelly is still available. Eric Fisher. Eric Fisher, the former first overall pick. He's 32 years old. He played a little bit for Miami last year, but I or was injured last year, but played a little bit the year before that. I think Eric Fisher would be a worthy guy to bring in and take a look at. Chris Hubbard, who has played recently with the Cleveland Browns, could make a lot of sense. And I guess if you wanted to go to guards, maybe a veteran guy like Trey Turner Roger Saffold's still out there. Ben Jones is still out there. You bring him back if he wants to play. Uh, Taylor Lewan, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't see those as realistic options. Maybe Gabe Jackson at guard. Uh, you could bring in Rodney Hudson for center. Um, there are some options on the interior offensive line if the Titans would rather add there and just automatically kick Skaronsky at the right tackle. But I would like to see the Titans add George Fant. But I still think I would like to see the Titans kick Skaronsky at the right tackle and see what he can do. Um, and if they feel more comfortable with Fant in the lineup than whoever, Jamarco Jones or Corey Levin, who they put in on the interior, then obviously just kick Skronsky back to guard 
and then you can leave um, George Fan out at right tackle. But they clearly got to make an addition in free agency on the offensive line between now and the beginning of training camp. And we'll see whether it's right tackle or whether they add on the interior. And I think that'll tell us a little bit about what their plan is for the first six games. But once again, it's only six games. It's frustrating. It's annoying, no doubt. But it is, at the end of the day, only six games, not the full season. So Nicholas Petit-Ferrer will be back with us. Put him in Mike Vrabel's doghouse in a way where he'll never get out. That remains to be seen as well. But thank you guys for tuning in to an emergency edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Again, remember, interior offensive line positional review coming out tonight, recorded before the NPF news came out. So give me a little bit of a break there. It's been a tough week, needed a mini vacay, but wanted to at least give you guys something so you knew how I felt on the subject and uh, what the Titans can do going forward. But that's going to do it for me. That's going to do it for this emergency edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Again, interior offensive line. Um, coming out tonight, tomorrow, some defensive free agents the Titans should take a look at. That's going to do it for me. As always, I'm your host, Tyler Rowland. This was Locked on Titans.